Alright, welcome back everyone. This is Origins and Adaptations. He's Andrew, I'm Cody. We've got a great show for you tonight. It's Sunday night and tonight's special is the DC comic book universe. And more of the movie comic book universe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm very passionate about DC. I know Andrew still loves it, but I was raised on DC comic it. books. I was raised on DC comic books. My grandfather introduced me to Batman and Superman at a very early age. Yes. And our trade of the week tonight is also a DC comic book, uh, Batman the Killing Joke, so we'll get to that later tonight. It's pretty classic. Mm-hmm. And, but I think for tonight, we're going to kick off with discussing the DC Cinematic Universe. Yeah. So why don't we go from there? Um, we all watched the trailer. I'm sure... I hope so. I, I, I'm, well, I yeah. So. I mean, them, the fans out there. <laughs> the audience. We speak for the audience because we're fans as well. Yes. Um... A lot of mixed opinions about the trailer, unlike the Star Wars trailer, which we covered in one of the not the, not the previous episode, but the prior episode. The Star of that. Wars episode. The Star Wars episode. We yeah. we talked about that one and how that one seemed to have all this ultra mega positive feedback. No one really had much bad to say, if anything, about it, unless yeah. you're just a hater. 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 But there's been more gray area for. The Batman v Superman trailer, because some people thought the beginning of it was generic, but some people really loved the ending of the trailer. Yeah. Um, I'm curious what your thoughts on My the thoughts. trailer were. Um, so, I've been very highly optimistic about this whole movie. Same. I'm not going into it with any expectations or stuff like that, just because DC hasn't given me a reason to have expectations. Whereas with Marvel, I have expectations because their movies are great. Mm-hmm. So I just go in expecting a good movie, yeah. no matter what it is. And so I put my trust in that, whereas with this DC, the new DC Universe, the whole Justice League that they're building, mm-hmm. they've only had one movie so far, and that was Man of Steel, which I love the Man of Steel, it's a great movie. But it's not without but, its flaws. Yeah, it does have its flaws, and I think we talked about that. The decolor saturation. Um, yeah, so they took out a lot of the color. I should say the color, so, the color, the color, the color desaturation. Yeah. Why did I say the decolor saturation? Yeah, the, the color desaturation. We added more color. Well, they um, just they just kind of took that little extra hint of life out of it when yeah. Superman is meant to be bold and colorful. Mm-hmm. And so that's the only movie we're going off of. So my expectations were very low. So I just went. I'm just going to enjoy this trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. The beginning of it, I, I do enjoy. I like how they're not shying away from the fact that the media is going to talk about this. Yeah. It's going to be all over the media. First time the world has seen a alien race, mm-hmm. it seems. And this is huge and destroyed probably the New York of the DC Universe. Mm-hmm. Um, about, I would say, about 70% of it. So... That's the beginning of the trailer, and you have then Jesse Eisenberg, who is playing Lex Luthor. You have him talking about how he's going to rebuild and stuff like this, mm. and how can we trust a villain like this. And that actually was the thing that stood to me the most. Um, like, if I had to rap on anything about the trailer, if there was any criticism about the trailer, um, it's that he sounds too Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. Well, the thing with me was I wasn't sure which voice was his because there is that one eccentric voice that mm-hmm. kind of pops in at the beginning, but I've been told that's not him. No, it's it's a it's near the end. Yeah, 
And I so that's what I thought was he was at the end. Yeah, he does sound, kind of sound Jesse Eisenbergish, but mm-hmm. then again, that there's no way you can that, change that. Doesn't that doesn't really matter to me. I wasn't expecting him to be a character actor. The reason uh, that sticks out to me so well is because um, I watched the Justice League a lot as a kid, mm-hmm. and the person who played Lex Luthor in the Justice League fits. Lex Luthor, like, perfectly. And I've so, always thought of Lex as having a, a, a deeper voice. Mm-hmm, and the guy does. Um, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I and so whenever I think of Lex Luthor, that's what I think of. Mm-hmm. So I was hoping that he was he would try to at least make his voice a little deeper. Yeah. Not gruff it up, like, not Batman it up, but be like, I don't know, just trying to get out of the box um, of what he is. And because, I mean, the way that they make him look, he looks Lex Luthorish. Yeah, he looks so really... So Spot on. I don't know if, like, on screen, if I'm going to have this, there's Lex Luthor, and then every time he talks, I just don't see it at all. Yeah. Um, and so that was my biggest thing. And then you have, I loved everything with Batman, um, and I loved everything with Superman. They, You can see that they're not uh, saturating the color with this one, um, with or desaturating the color yeah. with this one, with how you see Batman. I mean, Superman, he has his cape. It's all blue. It's all red, and his blue suit is brighter. Right. So you have you're seeing that color. I'm hoping that they're going to stick with that, um, and then have it throughout the whole movie. But right. So I I enjoyed the trailer. Like if I had to rank it out of all the trailers recently, it's above Jurassic World, and below Star Wars. Definitely above Fantastic Four. Oh gosh, I'm not even. You know. I'm excited for it. Am I? Am I the only one who's there? Am I alone there? I think Fantastic Four could be okay. Here's here's my thing. I'm not married to those characters the way some people are, though. It's not so much that, and I was totally just gonna be like, okay, I'll go watch it. Um, after reading this run that I just read, which is the lead up to Secret Wars, which is the event happening in Marvel right now, it's the characters are so well done mm-hmm. that I'm afraid they're not even going to be able to hint at them. You, th- you think all. they're going to fall short? Yeah, majorly. Like, they won't even get close. Especially That's... with Doom. Like, yeah. Doom, in this in this run, at one point, someone asks him for help, and then he says, well... I applaud you for going to someone else because you thought that they were a better choice, um, but I will not be anyone's second chance. Yeah. And then he just walks away. And it's That's like this. Awesome. It's like he has a different plan. He's better than you. He knows he's better than you, and he's not going to just. He. It just seems like he doesn't have that much weakness, and I just feel like because he's a ruler of his country, and I just hope that they're able to establish that yeah. fearsome. Because Doctor Doom is menacing. Like, yeah. When Doctor Doom is there, you can feel the power. You can. Feel he might strength. be a stronger presence than any of the Fantastic Four. Yes, I, I he, think is. he is. He is. Yeah. He's, if anything, the strongest character in mm-hmm. that, you know, microcosm of Marvel. Mm-hmm. That Fantastic Four yeah. based uh, microcosm. I always thought Doctor Doom was one of the best Marvel villains. Yeah. Um, even. Oh, he's, he's even when he's not with the Fantastic Four. Or going up against them, yeah. I've always noticed he's just a strong villain against yeah, anyone. Yeah, you can put him in any comic book line and he fits. Like I know at one point he captures uh, Flash Thompson um, from the Spider-Man uh, comics. Yeah. Uh, because Flash Flash Thompson dresses up as Spider-Man, oh. so he he thinks he's Spider-Man. So well, he Fla- Flash loves Spider-Man. Yes. 
Flash does. Even though he gives Peter Parker a hard time, he yeah. doesn't know it because yeah, Flash. But that is Marvel. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Marvel comics some, some other, other day. Time. We are talking about the DC Universe movies. Yeah. Uh, so right now, so but I that was my thoughts. I I mean I enjoyed the trailer. Um, there are some critiques, but overall, it's not going to stop me from seeing the movie. Yeah, I'm the same way. I think the part that I'm really excited for, and I think I've already said this, maybe not in a podcast recently, but I feel like I've said it so many times just in discussing comic books with people in the past few months. Uh, Zack Snyder's definitely bringing the fantasy element back into play, and that's obvious with the Dark Knight Returns Batsuit, the the robot Batsuit, the awesome voice that it, it sounds like Ben's concocted Mm-hmm. Uh, at least through the suit, it sounds great. I can't imagine it being what Bale's was at all. It sounds like it's no. a different take on it. I like what they're doing with the the voice because it gives them a sense of not because you can understand what he's saying, right? And so, and that's a big thing is it's still distorted. You like, I'm pretty sure when he's not in the suit, he'll sound different. And yeah. so that's this whole thing of like... But he's still... He's in a speaking voice. He's not yeah, growling yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. And so, it's not death metal Batman. Yeah, which... The reason they were doing the growling stuff in the original... In the trilogy, the Dark Knight trilogy, was because they were trying to say, if he just normally talks... Or talks this, the way he normally does. Yeah, this is Bruce Wayne. Everyone knows Bruce Wayne. They even talk about... You have to go like 500 miles before someone doesn't even know who you are. Yeah. And so... Yeah, but Bruce also, in other versions of the character, like in all the cartoons and uh, the video games, he lowers his voice as mm-hmm. Batman. Yeah, as Batman. And then when he's Bruce Wayne, he lightens up. Yeah. I understand, but I'm, I'm saying that's what they, that's how they tried to hide yeah, that. Yeah, that was, that was kind um, of their, their excuse for it seemed to be, oh, well, it's an easier, it's an easier voice to hide behind if, him, yeah. if he just has this kind of Jekyll and Hyde Mm-hmm. regular Bruce Wayne yeah. speaking voice and then the kind of death metal growl that he does when yeah. he's Batman. That's an exaggeration. I really I think. think that it got more enhanced in The Dark Knight. And Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, no, Dark Knight. That one in particular is yeah. the one. Because Batman Begins, he, he has it a little bit, but it's it's still kind of subtle. Except yeah. for when he says, where are the drugs? Yeah. And that's what I mean. But I think because he's just trying to be... That was kind of appropriate because yeah. he was actually yelling at the guy. Yeah, he was trying to scare him, threaten him. Yeah. Um, we're in Dark Knight, it's just his voice entirely the whole time, so it's like... Yeah, it's pretty distracting mm-hmm. in that one. Yeah. But Ben's voice sounds great, and the editing for the trailer is pretty sweet. Like, it starts off slow, and it gradually builds up, mm-hmm. and then it gets fast-paced yeah. once you get sucked into it. I like that's, how they that's similar to the Star Wars trailer... That one starts off slow oh, as well, yeah. the editing. That one... Oh, gosh. <laughs> We're going to oh, talk about... Yeah, that one's... It, to me, it's because the opening of that shot is just, like, breathtaking. Yeah. Um, with the whole... The beginning mount. of the Batman v Superman trailer was not as... glorious and as beautiful as the first shot of the Star Wars trailer. Definitely. Um, I thought the ending... Though not as good as the Star Wars trailer either. It had was, was, it was still really yeah, yeah, it was still, it was still really strong. good. Um, the closing line, which we've all heard, yeah. tell me, do you bleed, do you, you will. Bleed. Yeah. It's a pretty epic bat line. Yeah, I mean, it just instills confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like you said, too. we have no reason to have much confidence in 
DC as a, a whole for for making uh, for movies. movies. Yeah, yeah, not not for the DC cinematic universe because they've given us such spotty uh, film work with you know movies like the Green Lantern and Gosh, Superman yeah. Returns and Batman and Robin. That was a long time ago. <laughs> I know, but that's gonna be a long time before that's erased. Yeah, I mean that's going to that's going to stay there. Bat nipples are in our mind forever. Sadly, yes. Yeah. Bat and bat butts. Bat butts, bat nipples. There's even okay. There's even a close up on the front. Oh yeah. Of the lower everything. area. They they do everything. And it's like then when Alicia Silverstone comes in as Batgirl, okay. This is a big tangent, and we have to get back to well, the current, about... to the current DC universe. I know, but. Still, this is this is like totally just me <laughs> picking picking on something that I should have let go when I was eight years old. Um, we never do. I know, but the fact that Barbara uh, Gordon wasn't even Barbara Gordon, I can't remember who who Batgirl was. She was, she was Alfred's niece. Well, I can't remember her name though. Oh, oh, right. Was are you sure it wasn't Barbara something though? It might have. They might have still called her Barbara. I think but they the, did. the fact that it was Alf, uh, Alfred's niece. Yeah, that's and, the thing that bothered me. And she was the daughter of his brother Wilfred. Yeah. Which is just Alfred and Wilfred. That's just goofy, and she, like a, there's just that part of the end where it's she like has a third grader came up with the script. No, uh, fighting experience at all. Then she just goes, <laughs> "Suit me up, Uncle Alfred." Yeah. Just like what? And then they have surfing motorcycles. The. Uh, the bat uh, ice skates. <laughs> and I totally agree with Kevin Smith. If you look at the fight between the the hockey team from hell, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. yeah. and Mr. Freeze, it doesn't look like they doused the place in ice. It looks like an ice-themed building. Yeah. And it's like, is, is that meant to look like plastic <laughs> ice just draped everywhere? Because it looks awful. No, it's just... How they did things. Well, anyways, I'm, what I'm really happy about is kind of bringing back the old school Batman uh, aesthetic with the gray suit, yeah. a longer, more streamlined Batmobile. We yeah. just heard a car go by. That's kind of cool. Motorcycle. Yeah. You sure there's a sure motorcycle? Yeah. How do you know that? Let's not talk about this. <laughs> this is really funny that you knew that. Um, anyways, um, I like the suit. I like that mm-hmm. it's classic Batman. It reminds me of a combination between. The Dark Knight Returns, which is the obvious influence, and also a bit of the Jim Lee Batman. Yeah. And, like I said, the Batmobile is longer and more streamlined and has that fin on the back, which the, the Tumblr... The Tumblr didn't have that. No. I liked that the well, Tumblr... Because was the Tumblr tank. Yeah. The, the Tumblr like, was just bulkier, and this mm-hmm. one looks a little bit more like an actual Batmobile. Mm-hmm. And then you have the Batwing. It's still 12 feet wide in the back, though, the Batmobile. It's, it's wide. It's huge. Yeah. Um, you definitely couldn't park it at Walgreens. Well, you could, but why would you want to go there as Batman? Bat drugs. Bat drugs. <laughs> With your bat credit card? Yeah. Never leave the cave without it. <laughs> <Never>. no. oh. <laughs> we keep going back to that. Movie. It's so bad. Um, I freeze. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. I freeze. I'm I showed Batman. my dad that, and he's like, just after a while, he goes, what are we watching? <laughs> I go, yeah, that's pretty much how everyone feels watching that movie now. Cool. Remember that? <laughs> Arnold. Arnold sort of As a kid, I loved movies. Arnold, and I was so stoked he was going to be a Batman villain. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, good lord. I'm a kid, and I think this is bad. Yeah. I wanted to like that movie so much because I liked the previous Batman films. Even Batman Forever, yeah. I had a soft spot for because it was entertaining, if not amazing. Yeah. But Batman and Robin was really bad. 
I don't think we're gonna get a Batman and Robin out of this new movie. No, no, no. I'm I, not. I don't think you can get that low. Let me. That was just. Let so me cheesy. put it straightforward. I'm not worried we're gonna get a bad movie. I'm worried that as a DC fan, we're not gonna have. I should say I am not gonna have the kind of the kind of fan service that Marvel huge Marvel fans have. Not that I'm yeah. not a Marvel fan. I am a Marvel fan. Yeah. But DC will always hit home for me because it was the first. It was the first couple superheroes that I ever got into that mm-hmm. were DC characters. Yeah. Um, and I want to see those characters come to life and imagined on screen the best way possible. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to see, you know, some lame half-assed version of my favorite superhero. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I don't... I don't I don't see anything that's going to be wrong with it. I just I don't know that the public at large is going to, is going to eat it up the same way they've been eating up the Marvel films. Well, here's the thing that's different between the Marvel and the DC Cinematic Universe that is really key, and I think they, as much as they love doing it, and it's what we've been talking about this whole time with the whole desaturation of color. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you look at the Marvel comic universe, the, the, the MCU, the cinematic universe, there's color. There's mm-hmm. so much color. It's vibrant. It's It pops. Mm-hmm. All the costumes pop out. They don't shy away from making them costumes. Um, it's like a big tattoo yeah. Yeah. on your face. And so, <laughs> it just, yeah. Damage. It's just... um, and so damage. They, have, they have all of this, which I know that they, with the... Man of Steel costume, they went and tried to make it more applicable and saying that it was armor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I get that. I get that they're trying to make it more realistic. But here's the thing is you don't have to. Mm-hmm. For a, a comic book movie, uh, adapted comic book movie, mm-hmm. people aren't going there to see realism. You're showing off a comic book movie. It's it's There's, the same. Fra- it's the Frank Miller quote. I don't yeah. need to see pit stains under Superman's arms. Yeah. I want to watch him fly. Exactly. And so it's like, like, get to it. I want to see vibrant colors. I want to see. I want to see my comic book. You want to see bright blue and red. Is what yeah. You want to see. You don't care about yeah. the 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 details mm-hmm. that that really don't enhance it that much. To be yeah. honest. And even with Batman, I know like we want it to be a little bit darker when he's on screen. Yeah. Just show that presence of, like, he hides in the shadows kind of thing. But when he's not in the shadows, his, even though it's gray and black, mm-hmm. it still has a vibrantness to it. Yeah, definitely. You can definitely see that it's there. And it stands out. It's not just something that someone just I think the on. gray suit would look better in sunlight than... Oh, yeah. That's, that's just it my It still opinion. looks good, but... Um, I just, I just noticed that, uh, I mean... In a couple scenes in Nolan's films, you see Batman in light. You never really see him in sunlight, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, Batman usually works at night, but he doesn't always do it. No. Superman tends to work in the daytime. Maybe yeah. we'll see that for a change. Yeah. Maybe we'll see them... Maybe we'll see Superman more at night. Maybe we'll see Batman more during the day. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how all that builds up. Yeah. Because all we've really seen, as far as like those two meeting in the trailer, was... That you know, part of the very the end confrontation, yeah, yeah. But I'm guessing their relationship is going to be a little more complicated than just that. Well, I'm pretty sure that's going to be like the first half of the movie, and then the rest half of the movie is them realizing. I that don't they're know. On the same team. Maybe 
I think it might be there's, towards there's, the end of the middle. I don't know, man. Well, they're trying to set up a Justice League movie. They are, but and who you knows? Can't, you can't in this movie, like, closer to the end of their confrontation and not have them get together at the end. Because in the comics, in reality, Batman's best friend is Superman. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's there. And oh, so absolutely. You, you have to set up that dynamic that they are the founding members of the Justice League. The world's finest. Yeah. And then you have that you have to have it there. And because of that, I think you need character development between the two becoming closer and you can't do that. Oh, I don't I don't deny that. I'm just saying I don't know how they're gonna do it because I'm like, hoping that. If I had it my way, I would say that scene should probably probably be in the middle of the movie. Yeah. And then the and then they like at the end of that confrontation they just come to the decision that why are we fighting? Kind but of thing. I'm interested to see how it gets to that point. Oh yeah, because do you want me to tell you my theories? Do you want me to tell you mine? Let's share. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we have similar ones. Yeah. Uh, I think similar to the way Star Trek Into Darkness spoilers. Yeah. Worked with uh, the Wrath of Khan, how they reversed. Um, Kirk and Spock's roles. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost wonder if in this, either the police or someone is going to tell Batman to try and put a lid on Superman because Superman is so overpowered. Yeah. And Batman's already been around a while, so maybe people realize they can trust him. Yeah. Um, whereas in the Dark Knight Returns comic book, Superman works in cahoots with the government and is trying to put a lid on Batman. Yeah. Um, we already know from the trailer. People are calling Superman a false god, saying he can't be trusted, saying... But then you also have people worshipping him. Yeah, but I'm wondering if the, the government is not going to, though. Yeah. So I'm wondering if it's going to be a role reversal, or if Batman comes to terms with it on his own, that he has to be the one. Yeah. Or if it's Alfred encouraging him, or if it's friends. I'm, I'm just I mean, curious to see how My theory is it's Lex. You think Lex gets inside Batman's head? Mm-hmm. Or I, it gets into Bruce's head. So, because Bruce Wayne is a billionaire. Um, I could see that happen. And so what happens is he comes here to help as like a relief mm-hmm. fund kind of thing. And so the other super rich person is Lex Luthor. And so you have the two of them uh, working together trying to rebuild the city. And I could see Lex just convincing Bruce Wayne that Superman's a threat. From businessman to businessman. Yes. Like, look, and then through what this that. What I do to the people because mm-hmm. they're depending on him. They're not striving yeah. better for themselves. And then yeah. you have that whole moment where you had uh, Bruce Wayne looking stoically into a fire, I want to say. Because there was light. Um, and then you have him looking at his bat suit as well. Yeah. And so with Alfred talking. Yeah. And I, I want to believe that that's Alfred talking to him. That better be it otherwise yeah. I'm gonna be disappointed yeah and so so in my opinion that's him asking Alfred what his opinion on the whole situation mm-hmm. is and that um, Lex Luthor is the one that convinces him two things I don't want to see in this movie and because I believe these two things need to be exclusive to no one's realistic Batman universe I don't want to see Batman rely on Alfred for help all the time and yeah. I don't want to see Batman go on an eight-year hiatus I, 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 I'm actually what, what I'm what, what I'm curious to see is yeah, I'm just not gonna be back after a while. I'm yeah, just stay inside with no, my cane. With my cane. My Michael cane. <laughs> that was good. That's fine. No, but anyways, I think it'd be interesting if maybe Batman's considering retiring for good. Yeah. Not going, not going on a break. 
maybe he's considering retiring because he's yeah. he's older now. Yeah. Um, well, you, okay. As far as I know, right now in the DC universe, Batman is forty-one years old. I saw that on Death Battle. That is his current age. He would even ha- after New Fifty Two. Do we really consider New Fifty Two? No, I, it's the continuity. I mean, after yeah, Convergence, it is and to it is some stuff. It, so it, it, it is, but there's so many DC fans who wish it wasn't. I'm pretty sure he is 41 because he has a kid. It says 41 on Death Battle. I really trust. I trust. I trust Death Battle's YouTube mm-hmm. page because they do a lot of extensive research, mm-hmm. um, and it makes sense. Like if Nightwing's for all the things he's gone through, and Dick Grayson's older. Yes. So it's like if. He started being Batman when he in his thirties, mid twenties, probably or mid, mid to late twenties, mid to late twenties with Robin, and it, Robin I want to say was twelve, thirteen, mm-hmm. um, and then Nightwing I want to say is mid twenties, like, mid twenties, if not later. Yeah, like I mean he's getting to the point where well Dick Grayson he's like he's a teacher he's a secret agent so I would he, see, yeah Dick Grayson, I see them more close to the thirties actually. Yeah, I, well, I, I, yeah, because Dick's not even, uh, he's not even just a top-notch superhero. He is a mentor of, them, of his own yeah. kind now. I mean, he's been he Batman. Batman. He, he mentored Damian Wayne, yeah. Bruce Wayne's son. He even mentored Tim. He did, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, that's old, that's ancient history. That's, yeah. uh, 1989, uh, Death in the Family. Was, it, was Death in the Family 89? Somewhere in there, it was late 80s. Yeah. Um, I think it was actually 88. But uh, Batman's about 41 years old, so what I'm wondering for this movie is if they're going to have him questioning whether or not he's useful anymore, mm-hmm. and maybe the Justice League being a tactician, yeah. being the brains, maybe maybe that's his calling. Yeah. Wouldn't that be interesting? That, I mean, that would. That be is cool his to place in the, in the in the Justice League. That is, he's, he's the Captain America yeah, of be, the Justice League, in a, in a sense. Yeah, just because they approach it differently. He has so little value on the superhuman strength side. Yeah, but he has other things like stealth and going in covert, yeah. disguising himself. Mm-hmm. The thing is, like Batman, I mean, could conceivably go into a building, disguise himself. No one would know he's there. Disarm something. Come on, get out. No one would know. Yeah, he's 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 that capable. Yeah. Um, and he's the master detective. So he usually, if there's a situation that needs to be handled, he. Um, what's cool? What's cool it. is uh, the Justice League operates differently yeah. than the Avengers, where the Avengers work almost like a small attack force, like in an mm-hmm. army. Yeah. The Justice League, I mean, usually they're facing problems so. Big and so globally, like widespread, yeah. they're often in cahoots trying to, to do one mission in tandem with with one another. But it's in mm-hmm. different parts of the of the world, yeah. and they're all doing it at the same at the same time in different yeah. parts of the world. Um, whereas the Avengers are more of like this small, tough army. I I see them trying to use Batman as their Captain America or their tactician. And sort of um, using him for what he's best at, mm-hmm. which is the brains. Batman's yeah. always oh, the yeah. brains. He's the brains. They fall apart with Batman. Um, I just don't. I don't want to see a Justice League movie where Batman is doing nothing. Some yeah. people complain about that. Or, they're, the or, they're try, or yeah. they try to make him seem like the ultimate fighter. Or so like, leave that to the people who do the the heavy lifting. What's that? 
Where, like, they make them fight, like, giant monsters. Yeah. It's all like, leave that to Superman. <laughs> Let this guy be the tactician. I, mm-hmm. I mean, we just, we haven't seen that yet. Mm-hmm. In the Nolan movies, they're really focused on him punching people out. Which is, Ooh. I mean, which is cool. Batman does that, don't get me wrong. But they didn't focus <clears throat> on the detective side. And yeah. how intelligent he can be. Interesting, interestingly enough, the thing Zack Snyder and his... Uh, fight choreographer sat down mm-hmm. and had an interview that it wasn't recorded on video but it was in a print interview yeah. uh, did you read this Batman is going to be doing way more acrobatic kicks and punches and kung fu um, well he needs to type type martial arts in this mm-hmm. movie than he ever has before because yeah. in the known films it was a lot of like elbow and yeah that kind of thing it was slower well, fighting it was also grounded in realism yeah. So when you're wearing all that armor, it's really hard to jump around. So. Yeah, but we'll see. Like maybe his armor is just a different technology in this, and mm-hmm. it's more fantasy yeah. based. But Zack Snyder says this is a character who can do these amazing things with all these different types of martial arts. He has literally mastered every form of martial arts known to man. Yeah. And uh, and um, it will be interesting to see what they mean when they say, quote unquote. Batman has never been seen fighting on screen the way he will be in Batman vs. Superman. That's, yeah. that's what they said. I really hope they don't do quick cuts and uh, and slow-mo. Slow-mo is really overused. Yeah. I don't want to see that. Yeah. But uh, I want to see a lot of real fast hand-to-hand combat. Mm-hmm. Especially when he's in the robot suit. Versus Superman. Oh yeah, because he will. That that's the thing people don't realize. Or I should say people forget is Superman's not a warrior. Mm-mm. I think young Superman. And you, young and you Superman, saw that in Man of Steel. I mean, that was a big thing about Man of Steel is you have. Uh, you have the general. General Zod and his. Zod, that's, I was thinking Grodd. I was like, that's not right. <laughs> general um, general Zod, Zod and and his misfits. Crony. Um, <laughs> Uh, you he even says it himself is that he was born and raised to be a warrior mm-hmm. and he goes you're not yeah and so in that area he was a better fighter than him yeah yes he had a he adapted more to the earth than Zod did but Zod as a as a uh, warrior was better than him mm-hmm. um, that's why I still say like young Superman would probably lose in a fight to Thor because Thor oh, is yeah. a warrior and a master oh, yeah. of weapons um, not to mention magic. Old, experienced Superman, I think Thor would probably have a really tough time. Definitely, especially if it's demigod Superman. Yeah. Well, Superman, there's like all these different ver- versions of him. Superboy Prime is extremely strong. He punches the universe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, I mean, we'll see how strong the bat suit makes Batman. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see that. If it's like Iron Man level, which I think it is. Yeah. Because Batman has I just hope Superman doesn't make time. it too Iron he should like, be as I, strong. He shouldn't no, look I'm like saying, him. Yeah, I'm saying. I don't want like, rockets firing. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want. I don't want his little hand thingies. <laughs> I don't want him flying around. It's like he's still Batman. I want his cape to be gliding. Yeah. Um. I want him to be more focused on hand-to-hand combat, more martial artsness. Yeah. Um. And fighting style that way, and his little projectiles. Every now and again. Yeah. yeah. And so I. I just really Do you think he'll be armed with some kryptonite? Yeah, that. Do you think he'll be armed with some kryptonite? They, if he is, they're going to have to. Everyone knows that kryptonite is Superman's weakness. Everyone knows that. But But you can't just have it be like, 
I have kryptonite. They have to build. They, they uh, have to build it in there because I wonder how they're going to. They do didn't that. do it in the first one. They didn't. Yeah, even talk about it. Mm. We'll see. I'm really excited for the movie, but I'm trying not to get my hopes up too high because, you know, we've, oh, I know. we've been let down before many times. So the trade of the week is Alan Moore and Brian Boland's Batman: The Killing Joke. I have here the deluxe edition with the introduction by Tim Sale, a comic book sage, if you will. He does do a good job. He does good work. Um, one bad day. <laughs> um, this is actually the first Batman trade I ever read. Was it really? You know what the second one was? Um, Death in the Family. No, Arkham Asylum. Oh, it's a good one. I read two of the darkest yeah, Batman yeah. stories, and I was like, whoa, this is pretty awesome. And you like Batman. I love Batman. <laughs> but, My uh, first one was Nightfall. Nightfall is such a great one. Yeah. Uh, this one was interesting to me, because, well, not only had I heard that both Burton and Nolan had used it for the basis of certain elements in their movies. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because neither one of those movies really reminds me much of this. <laughs> yeah, but, but but they both borrowed certain ideas. Yeah, well, they borrowed the idea that Joker is trying to push Batman to and to his limits, and that he doesn't go and kill him. And that Batman has long ears on his cowl. Oh yes. No, no but yeah, no, that, that, they're that's extra true. long in that one, aren't they? They're pretty long. Uh, yeah. Not not as long as they can be ridiculous in some other ones. In the Long Halloween, he has the really long ones that are like out to here. Have you seen the... Um, it's like antlers. Did you see that Gotham Knight uh, animated movie? No. Oh, they have... Because it's a bunch of different Batman stories animated differently by different artists. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them is these kids telling different stories about Batman, and one of them has like ridiculously long ears. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, this one is cool because... This is where Heath Ledger's Joker got the influence. I don't I mean I don't know if Ledger kind of uh, used his method and character acting mm-hmm. himself, or if he was instructed by the Nolan. screen, the screenwriter and mm-hmm. Nolan to take influence from the fact that this Joker can't remember his past. And remember how Ledger's Joker says, he has "Remember how, got, how it, got yeah. these scars, and he's got a different reason every time." Yeah. In this, if you remember correctly, this and in the animated movie. The Joker says, well, if I have a pass, I prefer it to be multiple choice. He does oh, yeah. that, and it's like, because he had one bad day mm-hmm. that just sent him off. He became yeah. insane. He accepted it, and the Joker doesn't understand why Batman can't see the funny side to that. Because yeah. Batman is incorruptible. I love that when he's all like, uh, it's in there when Batman's coming into the carnival where he is and it's like all dark and stuff mm-hmm. and he has his whole monologue and he ends it with he's like and why aren't you laughing and he's all like life is life is funny mm-hmm. and he's like and he go, and he just that stuck out to me the most and yeah like, like he had this sense of people should be laughing by how chaotic life is and how and how horrible it is mm-hmm. and he's all like why aren't you laughing to Batman and then that's when Batman jumps to the glass and yeah him out. um the part that I thought was like really cool in the exposition was when Batman goes into the jail cell and he passes Harvey Two Faces cell, mm-hmm. and uh, he goes in and he sees the Joker, who he thinks is the Joker playing yeah. solitaire, and the white makeup comes off on the card or mm-hmm. on something, and we all know 
that in this version of the Joker, he always had white skin. It wasn't makeup. Yes. And uh, uh, that's when the bat- Batman runs off and he's like, whoa, okay, this guy isn't the Joker. The Joker's yeah. gotten out of Arkham Asylum. Once again. Yeah. Um, and we know this is one of the darkest stories concerning Barbara Gordon, if not yeah. the darkest. And uh, here's, like, I thought about this more and more because there was that issue about two months ago. So... There was an artist who did a variant cover um, of uh, a Batgirl issue, Mm -hmm. Um, and in it, it had Joker grabbing Barbara Gordon. He was wiping a smile across her face. Oh, I saw that. red lipstick, um, and he was smiling, and she was, like, in terror. Like, she was in fear. Yeah. And people were... I remember that. I remember that. It was a knockback to the killing joke. It was... They're saying, hey, this happened. This is one of the darkest things that has ever happened to Barbara Gordon. He was just kind of hinting at that. Yeah. Um, people make a big deal about it. Um, yes, I would say that she was sexually assaulted with uh, being stripped. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't. a lot of people say that he raped her. I don't think so. Joker didn't rape her. The Joker... Okay, here... This is kind of psychoanalyzing the Joker mm-hmm. maybe too much. Yeah. But the Joker... As insane as he is, taking it to that level of rape, which is kind of yeah. more of, of a household street crime, mm-hmm. that's not what he does. No, and even if he did... That's not what any of the he, Batman villains do. No. That's what makes them super villains. They're too insane to do yeah. things other crazy people do. Yeah. At the end, he he tells Batman of all the things he's done mm-hmm. that night, and he says that he shot her, stripped her, and took pictures of her. Mm-hmm. He never, like, if it was Joker, he would be proud of the crimes he committed, mm-hmm. of the chaos that he caused. He would be honest. Yeah, he'd be telling him. Because he has nothing to hide. Mm-hmm. He's, he knows he's guilty. He knows Batman knows he's guilty. It's not like he's trying to get out of a crime by uh, lying. That reminds me of a great line the Joker has in Whatever Happened to the Caped Crusader, which I know you haven't read this, but it's not a spoiler. Okay. The Joker parks his car in an alleyway, and the kid says, um, mind if I... Or, uh, or might mind a small payment if I watch your car and stuff. Yeah. And the Joker gives him this insane look. And the kid says, "You're not going to kill me, are you?" And he goes, "He goes, kid. I only kill people when it's funny. Yeah. What would possibly be funny about me killing you?" Yeah. And it's just like that's exactly what the Joker does. Is he only does things that, that he thinks are funny. That he thinks are funny. Yeah. Like that's how messed mm-hmm. up he is. Um, but he and the only reason he did that to Barbara was so he could break. Commissioner Gordon. Gordon. Yeah. And the whole point was to convey that deep down everyone is exactly as he. Yes, that, that everyone's as crazy as him. There's just everyone one has bad a day. Everyone has a different breaking point. Yeah, it just takes he according to the Joker, it takes one bad day. Mm-hmm. And um I don't remember if it's in this version or not. I did hear a a, a cartoon clip where the Joker says I had a bad day, and he says to Batman, "What was yours?" He goes, "Girlfriend killed by the mob, uh, brother that's bat- in this. brother got by the sharks." It is, yeah. it is in there. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's in the it's in the animated one, which I watched recently. Okay. Um, and I, I figured it was in this one as well. I just wasn't certain. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, "I'm sure you had a bad day, but look, you just went in a, in a different direction with mm-hmm. it." But I mean, he has a point because at the end of the day, Batman's villains. Aren't that much different than he is. They no. both they both have, they both ha- seem to have some level of struggle with duality, and that's why he's able to take them on. Mm-hmm. And that you have that big difference 
uh, we've talked about here and there, um, when Superman and Batman switch places, um, Superman realizes that Batman's world is just too dark. Mm-hmm. And there's his mindset, emotionally mindset, he may be able to physically take on everyone, but it would leave him crushed. Mm-hmm. Just emotionally. And then Batman's was that he physically couldn't take on mm-hmm. Superman's villains. So yeah, Superman's world is, if anything, far more lethal, but he can handle that part. Yeah. It's not as psychologically damaging. No. Batman's world is the definition of psychologically damaging. Yeah. Um, I think... Actually, the single most interesting part of this book for me was when Batman comes in to, to talk to the Joker and says, we can't do this forever. Yeah. I'm going to die or you're going to die at some point. Yeah. We've been doing, we, we've been doing this tango for too long mm-hmm. and he's like, maybe I can help you. Perhaps I've been through just what you've been yeah. and the Joker is unwilling to accept help because yeah. he went crazy a long time ago and he just, he just accepted it. Yeah. I don't think... Batman wants to admit that he has, you know, any sort of complex, which I'm sh- I'm sure a guy like Bruce Wayne ha- has to. Oh yeah, he has yeah. lots of issues. Oh yeah, but Batman's not fully willing to accept that, which is probably why he's well, still a good guy. Yeah, it's because <laughs> Batman's supposed to be more of a. I mean, we've heard it all the time. He's supposed to be more of a symbol. He's not supposed to be a man, mm-hmm. um, and that that's what makes him better than all his villains. Um, so, I would see when he gets in the suit, he intakes that mentality. Well, it's like the Joker doesn't care anything about Bruce Wayne when he finds out Batman. Oh, yeah. He, no, he, doesn't, he doesn't care who Batman is. Yeah. He wants Batman. Yeah. He doesn't care anything about Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the whole struggle with duality um, that Batman has is... And that's, that's always been interesting, but to me what's interesting in, in this is... Bruce actually, or not Bruce, but Batman coming to the Joker and actually basically pleading with him to just stop this. Yeah. Because he doesn't really do that in in the other stories. It's always, it's always just typical Batman Joker Mm -hmm. banter and fighting. And and then like, that just goes with the ending. The ending is very ambiguous though. Here's my opinion on it. There's two different endings. Yeah. I'm, I'm going with that. If you look at this book not with continuity, mm-hmm. that it doesn't go into the canon universe. Which, of course, DC. it was adopted after. It was. Um, and so if you're not looking at that, Batman kills the Joker at the end. Mm-hmm. If you are looking at it, it's... I mean... It just ends. Yeah, it just ends. Um, with him taking the Joker off of jail. Mm-hmm. And so you have those... In my opinion, there's two different endings. Mm-hmm. Cause it's very subtle. Yeah. But I think if it had been released as an Elseworld, we would have known dang well what happened. And yeah. It would have been Batman killing the Joker and kind of ending. Yeah. Because it is sort of the Batman story to end all Batman stories uh, in discussing the Batman and the Joker's relationships or relationship with one another and how Batman can't seem to really take it anymore. Yeah. He's kind of fed up. Just Where it got which, to the end, where... That's what. That's why part of me wants to believe that he did kill the Joker, just in any case, is because here he is, like, begging. He's like, I'm done. And the Joker just, you know, makes that horrible, tacky joke 
and Batman laughs at it, yeah. and then he reaches out, and we don't know if he's grabbing his neck or if he's grabbing yeah, what, his shoulder, yeah. or his shoulders, and, and the Joker's laughing. Mm-hmm. It looks like he's grabbing his neck to me, but a lot of people say, no, he's not. It's it's loaded with ambiguity, Yeah. but I find it to be the ultimate Batman story because it really is confronting the ultimate endgame. Mm-hmm. Behind the Batman and the Joker's relationship. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. Ditto, yeah. bro. Grant Morrison seems to be very convinced that he killed the Joker. Uh, Alan Moore hasn't really said anything uh, explicitly. Mm-hmm. Brian Boland, the artist, he said something in jest, but there again, that could just be to yeah to screw with people. Yeah. Who knows? Comic book writers and artists like to do all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a part where he says, and as you can see, the Joker laughs, the Batman reaches out, and... Yep. And that's the... Yeah. Because he goes, and now I'll tell you the real ending. Yeah. And then, like, that's how it is, and then he just fades out. Yep. Yep. Well, that's well, uh, this week's... Uh, episode. Episode of Origins and Adaptations. DCU. Uh, DCCU? DC Cinematic Universe. Uh, next episode, yet to be planned... Yeah. We'll, we'll see where we land with that one. Um, we have a lot of new trades in mind for Trade of the Week. Uh, see where we land for that one. Um, so, yeah. We'll anything see you guys. want to add? No? No? All right. We'll send you off. He's Andrew. I'm Cody. And this was Origins and Adaptations. Yeah.